0: Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. and we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners, following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Super Mama, Super Mama sisterhood. sisterhood.
1: And I was jumping on the waves with Carista, and he was like, "Oh my God, this is the best ever!" I'm. We get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. Ah!
0: I was like I wish I didn't have any kids Within like three hours <laughs> She stopped me right there She was like Reese, I want you to understand this I seriously believe that Our children choose us And we don't choose our children Right Your baby chose you To be his mom mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted and he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice.
1: We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go!
2: <laughs> Super <laughs> mamás. Hello. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Yeah. Nothing much. Recovering from my weekend <laughs> in a non-fun way.
1: Recovering from life. What's going on with you? You get sick all the time, man.
2: I know it's pretty bad. But first, let's 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 uh, acknowledge why Brescia isn't here.
1: Oh yeah, Brizia's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, shout out to Brizia. She is
1: actually working really, really hard on finishing our cookbook. Um, we went to Oaxaca last week, and um it was it's a lot of work,
2: yeah, it's a lot of work to put everything together. So shout out to Bricia. shout out to
1: Bricia. She's at, she's working from home. She's gonna be working from home for the next two weeks. and I am actually working from home too. We're on we're in my my casa, my casa um because I realized that I don't have an office <laughs> like at work. <laughs> Uh, I've been
2: kicked out of every space. Um, Not really. You just like to be in those tables in the back. I do not like being on the (laughs) tables in the back. I
1: guess I just have to be. And I realize that when I'm there, I really don't get anything done because people are always coming at me with things. So um, I'm going to start working a few days uh, out of the week from home and really get stuff done, like paperwork-wise. You know, when I go to the restaurant, I do other things. But um, paperwork-wise... I want to work from home more and just get things done like office work. So I am fixing my office today. I got, I really, I have a bag, a black bag, you know, the little stretch.
2: It's really heavy.
1: Full of papers. It's so much, so much stuff that I'm getting rid of. And I'm going to just like really make this my, you know, workspace. And that's what I'm working on. But, um, that's, what's been happening, um, so today i actually went through all the paperwork i'm putting in everything like organized and then i'm gonna get shit
2: done hashtag organization that's great (laughs) i've been watching you all day i'm also here at her house
1: yeah we'll be working from my house today um and what what so tell me what what happens your weekend
2: Oh, so I was supposed to go on this, like, really fun trip, spontaneous trip to Washington.
1: <laughs> right after Oaxaca.
2: Right after Oaxaca. I hopped off one plane, and then I got on another plane right the very next day. But I was feeling... Very jet-setter of you. Very jet-setter. <laughs> different climates, different time zones. And when I woke up... When I got from, Oax- from Oaxaca, I was feeling kind of, like, ooh, feeling kind of iffy. But... Uh, I pushed through, got there. I was fine. had a great first day, and then the next day I had fever, and I had a case of just nastiness. The runs. The runs. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I just had the <laughs> runs, and I had fever, and I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't leave the house where I was staying at without feeling nauseous. That sucks, man. And it was a beautiful day in Washington. It was just... But, I mean... I'll go back. You yeah, know?
1: you have to go back because that sucks. And I didn't even know. I thought you... I'm no
2: girl, you I girl. I called mom and she was... At first, I, I called mom and she didn't answer. So I called dad and he was like, mm, ¿Por qué te fuiste? Ya sabías. <laughs> I was getting this huge lecture. And I was like, I mean... Where's
1: my mom?
2: I was like, give me mom. <laughs> and then he's like, ahorita te voy a pasar a tu mamá porque ella va a saber qué hacer. I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's kind of why I called... <laughs> and she w- she's kind of giving the same kind of lecture. It's like, "Why'd you go ba bah blah, blah. I'm like, "Okay, I'm here, but like what do I do here? <laughs> Tell me."
1: That's so funny. Well, it sucks. Um hope I you know. feel better cuz you always get sick. Well, good note.
2: You look great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Brisa was like, "You look great." Well, uh,
1: you yeah, you have no color in your face, but you look great. I know. <laughs>
2: Um, what was? But I'm going on a trip in November. Another trip in November. So, so you know, just fingers crossed that everything goes well. <laughs> Jesus,
1: you and your stomach—that you always have so much, so much stuff. Plus, I mean, we ate so much in Oaxaca. Like,
2: it's I know ridiculous how we much we ate so much, so much. So I feel like maybe it was like that because every time I go to Oaxaca, I get sick.
1: Oh man, it was a beautiful trip. It was, it was just so much fun, but it was just so much eating. Oh my gosh, I... So much
2: chicharron, so much bread. <laughs> I literally remember that time, I we were just like so hungry, and then we just had I had so, so much chicharron, was like frijol, is life. I love
1: chicharron. Like my mom literally keeps chicharron in her pantry, oh. and tortillas, and then cheese and salsa and beans. It's always chapulines
2: on hand and in it was, her fridge, and it was the same beans that she cooked with the yeah. with the with the patitas. Oh
1: my! God. I mean, this is a cookbook, so there was a lot of food like all the time and yeah it was just like okay we're hungry you just open the fridge and there's all these things like you just can't say no
2: mm-hmm. and there's
1: fresh bread every day fresh tortillas fresh everything chocolate memelitas. just it was just too much like by the time i got here i was like oh my god i i don't want to eat anymore
2: yeah and i didn't eat anymore <laughs> and i'm still not eating Ugh, <laughs> oh, so sad i feel so bad for you <laughs>
1: Anyway, um, so I wanted to talk to you guys about this um, documentary film that is coming up on HBO. You already That's true. watched it.
2: I watched it with Jennifer like a com- with a couple of months ago at the um, Latino Film Festival. I mm-hmm. think it is. I'm totally butchering the name. Um, but it was such a great, such a great movie. Um, I cried at the end, of course. And I I thought about you actually throughout the entire movie because she has three girls, you have three girls. Like, it was so, so moving. I saw a preview
1: of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I saw a preview of it, and I I cried so much. I cannot wait to see it. It's called The Sentence. Um, It's a documentary um, about this woman called Cindy Shank, who was sentenced to 15 years in jail. Um, it's about the minimum sentence law in the, in the country. And she had actually been released from any charges. She went on. She got married, had three beautiful girls. She was so happy. And then all of a sudden, one day they come knock on her door and saying, Oh, never mind. We are going to take you. And her brother, Rudy, um, it's, the guy that started documenting her journey, everything started because, um, he just wanted to capture some moments of her, of, of her kids so she could see them later. And then he, I guess he realized that, you know, this was a good, um, something that he wanted to really dive into and how it affects the families and, you know, the, the kids that stay outside and, you know, the, the, um, unfairness of minimum sentencing. And it's, it's such a beautiful, um film i feel like it's not only about a mother and a daughter but it's about re- siblings and family yeah and definitely about family right it was so so good and we are actually gonna have a viewing party this coming monday um october 15 at 8 p.m from Bruce's house we're gonna have a live uh, viewing party so check out our instagram stories um my personal, the super check it out. We're going to be, um, watching it live with you guys. You know what? Let's all watch it together. You guys can actually watch it also on HBO. It's going to be airing at 8 PM. Um, and it's definitely a great film slash documentary. You should all be watching, um, join the conversation with us using hashtag the sentence. And, um, It'll be fun. I can't yeah. wait. Let's grab our popcorn. Something. I can't
2: wait to watch it again because I came in a little bit late. <laughs> really? Yeah, I came in a little bit late. I um, so I want to watch it from the beginning. I was it was so, it was really really good. So I really want to watch it again. And it's from a Latino filmmaker, so they're Latinos. So you know, you always know have to support them. I have a
1: feeling they're from Oaxaca. You have a feeling they're from Oaxaca? Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're from Oaxaca. Like, you know, like when you meet another Oaxaca fellow, you're like, I I feel you. Oh. I have a feeling they're from Oaxaca. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hmm. yes, maybe not. But you guys should all watch it. Anyway, the show is not about that. Today on the show, we have Ramona Ortega, co-founder of Mi Dinero Mi Futuro. She's been here before. I think this is her third time. Yeah, this is her
2: third time on the show. She is
1: definitely our business money guru. And today on the show, she is what is she gonna talk about, Tita?
2: She's gonna talk about the basics of starting your own business. Um also she's also the entrepreneur in residence at Aslo, which Aslo is a no fee, no minimum small business banking platform uh with mobile invoicing. Oh. So it's pretty cool. She talks about so if anyone is out there trying to start their own small business has an idea doesn't really know any next steps like this episode's really for you you're really gonna find like really great information on how to go ahead and do that um so. yeah i i'm I'm really excited because a lot of people have actually
1: asked us about this uh we get a lot of emails of people like you know i'm gonna start my own business i don't i don't really know how to do it what should i do um so she is the right person for this job. She's going to tell us exactly what to do, the one, two, threes, all the information. So this is a great episode, not only for you, but for your comadres, your friends, everybody that's trying to start their own business. Share this episode with them, take notes. And without further ado, here is Ramona Ortega from
0: Aslo. (laughs) Ramona, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have always, you here. It's always great to be here. I love you guys. I love that we can come here and record and have margaritas and talk about how we're going to be rich. <laughs> how we're going to no, rule wait. the world. No, no, how Hashtag we're gonna fit, our time. How we're going to build wealth. Exactly. A- we're going to change the narrative, all of that. Yesterday, I heard something on a show that says... You cannot think of a possibility when you're constantly just thinking about surviving. That's right. And I thought about you because I remember your motto is always, though, don't survive, thrive.
3: Exactly. But
0: he was talking about the ability of just being on survival mode all the time. That when you're in survival mode, your brain can't even think of alternative possibilities because you're so like caught up and just surviving.
3: That's right. I mean, it literally is like, you know, in psychology, there's sort of theories around yeah. sort of that survival mo- mode and sort of where you land and that hierarchy, right? And so we need to get people past that survival mode. Um, and when we're achieving bigger things, we can start thinking about innovation, right? So that's why the wealth gap, that's why entrepreneurship is really important to get us to that next um, level.
0: Oh, here's what here's the quote. No one is going to believe in possibility when you're living in survival. That's right, right? That's absolutely, not great quote. absolutely. But come on, I'm t- glad you're back. Reach. School us.
3: So, um, so what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about entrepreneurship because I mean I think it's really important, especially being in your space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like in awe of you all. Like I always tell everybody <laughs> that I know, I'm like these ladies are amazing. So I'm here always excited to be with you ladies Thank because you are like the queens of entrepreneurship. Oh, like <laughs> seriously, gracias. I'm always talking to about you about you all and Thank like you. I'm like I think everybody in their family is an entrepreneur <laughs> and they all have five gigs. So like <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, I get it. The, we get it from our family. Yeah. No, all but all of dad, our families. My, am- my, my aunts, aunts, my uncles, this this is my cousins. Why it's so important. So whether you're the first to do it is that entrepreneurship is passed down. Yeah.
1: It is. Yeah, it is. 100%. I, I, I honestly, uh, some people ask me, like, what other thing would you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I always just saw my, my family, like, doing businesses. I wouldn't know how to do anything else.
3: That's right. And when you learn it in sort of in, in, intimately inside your household, mm-hmm. you understand like sort of what it takes, but you also are not fearful of it. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later mm-hmm. on, that we have to sort of surpass that, like the fear of like doing it and taking the leap. Yeah. Um, and then what the process is from moving from a full-time sort of very secure job to taking that risk. Because we've talked about this before, even with money management, that, mm-hmm. that Latinas can be very risk adverse. And that, there's yeah. a lot of reasons mm-hmm. that are super so valid why that is. But the where where we can move people to taking that risk, the reward is so much bigger, as you all are, like, mm-hmm. testament to, right? Right. Um, and that it doesn't always have to be this huge thing. Mm-hmm. It could be incremental.
0: Mm-hmm. I think more than anything, I think what I am most thankful um, for being in the position I am is the ability to just be on my own time. Yeah. I think, to me, that is the number one reward out of everything. And yes, It does take a lot of time to build a business. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you're going to (laughs) be hanging out by the pool all day. (laughs) But you You have to. Although I was at the pool. (laughs) (laughs) But you want to get to that point, right? Where you are working by the pool if you want. But I think that is one of the perks. It's like, you know, if you want to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then uh, the rest of the day just kind of go to the gym hang out take your kid to work like you can like we live in the era where that's a possibility Mm absolutely you know and the luxury that I have today to really make my time like Mm -hmm. you know work around my schedule is to me the biggest privilege I have
1: I think um, a few months ago we did an interview you on camera with you and then I was saying also like how it's so wonderful that right now Anyone, anyone can create the life that they want. You know, nowadays there's, it's, it's so, it's there. If you want it, you can actually do it. Whatever it looks like, it doesn't have to be a traditional career. It doesn't have to be anything. You can now it, we're living in a time where we're breaking patterns and we're breaking molds. And, um, I think, you know, anybody can just, if you want to just work from home, you can work from home. You want to go to a job, you can have a job. You can do anything now more than ever. And now Now more than ever. And
3: I think that reason that, and then this is why I think I'm, I'm a big, you know, proponent of technology. Mm -hmm. And and is that the digital revolution has allowed us to do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's broken down barriers. And I think um, it's done that more so than anything in entrepreneurship, right? You can open a business in probably 10 minutes right you yeah you you yeah. literally can do that and we'll talk a little bit about some of those digital tools mm-hmm. like stripe Atlas who who are doing that but the, you can open up a business you can open up a business account uh, business banking account you can open up a stripe account you can like if you have something that the world wants yeah then you have a business and i think that's the most important piece in being a moving from a freelancer or from a service provider to a actual business is is does the world want what you're right. offering? Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: I think Here, all of those things are intimidating, like the tramites, you know, <laughs> it's, it's true. Like all the tramites are very intimidating to when like starting a business, like, you know, some people don't even know where to start. There's just so many requirements. And I think, you know, to make it, making it a legit business, uh, quote unquote, it's just intimidating.
3: That's right. And we're going to talk about why we need to get past that yeah and that there's a ton of tools out there right and it's finding the right people um with the right information just like you guys are right now like you're literally that bridge you're bringing that information to folks who are like may not know or have questions and saying here's some resources and by the way we're going to walk you through that people need a a sort of a trusted source of information Mm -hmm. and that's what you all are doing and i think that's what what i'm here to talk about today too as well
0: well, let's get started. I know you brought some like information for us. Um, one of the most common questions I get um, DMs on Instagram, emails that we receive, and people are approaching me are always like, well, there's two questions, right? Number one, I get the question that says, Breece, oh my God, I, I, I want to do this business. How do I get started? And the second questions that I like the most <laughs> are, "Hey, you know, I started this little business, and i'm not I'm really concerned about you know, I don't know what to do with X. I don't know what to do with my employee. I don't know what to do with you know how do you how do you manage profit margins, mm-hmm. things of like that mm-hmm. sort. Um, how do you answer to the first question of how do you get started because I feel like that is the most common question mm-hmm. that we get i'm i'm more like my dad so like i'm more like girl Just
1: do it I'm
0: like, <laughs> I'm like i'm like girl you're asking me you should not be into the business you should have already got started like there should not be nothing be stopping you but that's coming like from it but that that's like my mom my dad talking through me sure um, so I want to have like a PC way of answering that.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Not. You know, look, and I think the more you do something, the more it becomes second nature. Right. And there's kind of a couple of ways to answer this. And we're kind of jumping to, to like the sort of I was going to have some very concrete points and I'm going to jump there now. Go and then it. we'll kind of come back to go for while this is important. Um, so one is I think the most important thing is like understanding what you're selling. Right. Mm. Let let what. Pro- well, in tech, we say what problem are you solving? Okay. So because at the end of the day, I don't want somebody wasting a bunch of their time for something that like nobody wants, right. or that they haven't really thought about what it is that they're selling. Whether that's a product, like it's a card, or it's a it's a sticker. I don't sticker, whatever it may be. Or if it's a service, and that's some—that's one of the first questions I ask people. Are you a service or are you a product? Right. So understanding what it is that you're selling, because that's actually going to help you think through your business model, right? Like, do you have to make chingaderas? Like, do you have to go somewhere and get this thing made? <laughs> or is it you're selling your time, right? right? Ooh, yes. Because that's most service, consulting, we see a lot of that mm-hmm. right now. So understanding that, understanding – um who what exactly you're selling and then who are you selling it to Mm -hmm. oh i want to be a media consultant okay hello that like is huge to whom are you selling this to Mm -hmm. is it to small businesses is it to small businesses in la is it to latina small businesses in la is it to latina small businesses in la that have been open for less than a year Oh. do you see where I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. being very specific about who your market is mm-hmm. I think helps any small business owner by the way it helps big business but they have more money to waste to kind of figure it out okay for a small business, you need to be very yeah, concrete like about like niche,
0: like who, are, like what exactly. the community you're
3: because that is going to help you market your product. Yeah, right. So who are you- so okay? So once you can answer that, and I always say it's a very good idea to write this down. You don't have to have a business proposal. By the way, I think that's this so old. That's so old school. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, and when... Unless
0: you're, good, unless you're getting an SBA loan, now if you're going
3: to exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I oh was, my, really? I said at the point in which you're going to. <laughs> go and get loans Mm -hmm. from a bank or can get investor money. Yes, you need to write a lot of this stuff down Mm -hmm. for your initial sort of thinking through. You should have a one to two pager that answers what are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How big is that market? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's say there's like Latina businesses that uh, that have a um, revenue under $5,000 and there's like 10 of them. I'm like, Man, well, you're not going to have – that market's not going to be very big. So that's one thing. Then the second thing you need to think about is, is how are you going to make money? This is a big one. Mm-hmm. And this is a very big one for a lot of Latinas entre- uh, entrepreneurs because we undervalue our time. 100%. Yes. Yes. And we often, like, don't do our research around mm-hmm. sort of negotiation around mm-hmm. rates mm-hmm. and negotiation and understanding of, like, what people ask for. Right. Right. We know this. And so you have to do your homework around your rates and monetization. How Mm -hmm. are you going to make money? I mean, just make one more point because I, it's important from a product standpoint. If you are selling X sticker and it costs you $5 to make that and you're only selling it for seven, you are not making a margin. It's you're, you're never going to like grow that business. It should be at least 50%, right? I mean, maybe in the early days, it's a little bit more expensive, but you need to really understand how much does it cost to make this? And you need to include your time in understanding that. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say that one of the things that happens is that sometimes as Latinos, we are not open. I think in our, or maybe in general, we're not open as women to like be open to like, well, how much did you charge him for that? Yeah. Hey, how, how much did you get for that? Yes. And, because you're like, oh, is she going to like, it? Is she going to think this? Is she going to think that? And we live so much in our heads. Mm-hmm. Like we. judge, Create our own like we're kind of like projecting our insecurities to people yes anytime a girlfriend calls me and tells me hey how much do you get for this i tell him 100 percent. i had this girl dm me who started a, uh who has a catering business up in san jose and she dm me and i was like yeah call me so we got a call and i told her here's what happens here's the way you charge here's the way mm-hmm. i do it i'm gonna send you an invoice this is the way you need to do it and right. she was like I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm, you are one step ahead of the game because you're actually going and asking, asking someone. And if I would have said no, I wish you would have just kept asking and asking and As- exactly. asking. Because you will never know what people are charging unless you are asking them. Right. That's right. Yeah. We, uh, so one of the things
3: that, that we're thinking a lot about is like, what is it that people need to grow their business? Um, and what, it's super important that people understand like the the sort of the rules of the game per se, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you only know that when you've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And the more we people that share the been there, done that. I mean, I get this question a lot about speaking fees. And that's like a big thing, right? So if you are, for example, if you're a consultant or someone who's creating a brand, Mm -hmm. I mean, even for you, right? I mean, sponsorships, like what's the going price? How do you do it? What's the contract look like? The more we share that knowledge, Mm -hmm. the more everyone's going to have like a higher return Mm -hmm. all around. Um, And, you know, part of it is like I think that people do. We have a lot of insecurities um, and that's the cultural nuances of doing business with us, right? Or how right. we start businesses. And I, I've always said this, and you know this. there Every community has nuances around money. Right. And money is business. Yeah. It's how money is made. So it, there's those nuances about how we talk about what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes I think there's a lot of it. It's like you feel special if you've made it. And so Mm -hmm. you don't want to share
1: that
3: secret. There's
1: there's enough for everybody to go around. (laughs) There's plenty. I think it has to do more with the fact of what we were talking about earlier, about how, you know, there is like the quote unquote general market. And then there is the quote unquote minority market. And then everybody's fighting over scraps. And so that's why I think people are tend to be more protective or jealous of how they do it. And we don't understand that there's this whole other market out there that. If we help each other, we can all become that market and not have to fight over a small That's right. Scraps and on the side.
3: so I think the new numbers right now is, are something like $2.5 trillion in buying power mm-hmm. between black and brown communities. What we need to start doing is positioning our businesses to take that market, mm-hmm. right? So we need to own the products and the companies that are selling to that market. Right now, we're the consumers and not the innovators or the right. owners of those businesses. And so that's something that's really important, um, from a philosophical and a mission of like my company and with Oslo too, is to make sure that we are getting the tools and resources to people to go after that market and to grow their business. There's sure. plenty of business yeah. out there.
0: So let's continue. What else are other business nuances of things that we should ask ourselves before going into a new business? Yeah. So we talked about market. We talked mm-hmm. about what
3: you are. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about pricing. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to understand what we call them your monetization strategy. Okay. How are you going to make money? And it's not always one way. That's mm-hmm. the other thing, especially if you are a, a service a lot of times as a quote-unquote consultant, right. you mm-hmm. will have multiple streams of business, okay. right? So understanding that, which one's going to be my primary one? Which one has the largest return? What are my rates going to be? How do I negotiate? What's the price on the product if I have to manufacture? So knowing all that stuff and having a pretty good idea of that is really important. The other thing is, and I will say it's easier to prevent something to, than to fix it after it's been messed up. Right. This is key with business finances, this is key because this is where you get into trouble around trying to go raise money or to get a loan from a business. So what I'm talking about is the structure of your business, like literally, like how do you set it up? Mm-hmm. So let me talk about the legal structures. Let's do it. Um, so we have sole proprietorship, right? And that is just me, Ramon Ortega, doing business as me. Right, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to start now, by doing
0: business as something you can be a different name too.
3: You can, and we'll talk about that in a yeah. minute. But that's it, it's an offshoot, so it goes like this, and then there's a little offshoot. Yeah. So you can be a sole proprietor, I can be Ramon Ortega and do whatever I want, right? And I can don't have to file any paperwork, but I can open an Oslo account, for example. Like you can actually be a sole proprietor, which is great. And it's a, always a good place to start if you're not sure what you're going to do.
0: And when you say Aslo, you mean a business
3: checking account, yes, business bank account, yes, yeah. Okay. Um, now you can also part of being a sole proprietorship. If you wanted to get, you wanted to have your business name, you wanted to have a separate business name, but not create a separate business entity. Right. Mm-hmm. So I could say, I'm super mama's DBA. So doing business as what that allows you to do. And in most states, you have to actually file a form to let the public know that. Me, Ramon Ortega is doing business and under the name Supermamas, for example. Right. right. And that's just a form. It's a simple form you file usually at the clerk's office, et cetera. And not all states, you have to look it up in your state. So that's a DBA, but you are essentially still reporting that income in on your own personal taxes. Yeah. This is. The taxman always gets paid. Of course. Okay. Oh, so let, so all of this why, has. That's to why do, getting
0: your EIN is the easiest thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, that's right,
3: that, right. This is all of this is really more about the tax structure of your mm-hmm. business. So when you're small, doing it as a as a DBA or just a sole proprietorship, that's a, that's fine. When you start to grow, you want to think about different structures. So the most common structure for almost any business is an LLC. Mm-hmm. So a limited liability corporation. And those are you, you go to the state, you file, you choose a name. You got to make sure no one else is using your name so you can't be stepping on people's toes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and there's a process for that. And we can put those resources on on the um, on the page. But basically, that allows, that allows you, though, not to basically get sued. This is the most important piece so that there's no liability for you personally, if something happens within that business. So if that business goes bankrupt, they're not going to go after you and your home. Mm -hmm. That's why that's important. So if you're doing anything with people, for example, uh, for example, if you have like, um, uh, your therapist you're going to want to have an LLC because in case anybody wants to like sue you for anything, there's a li- it's limited liability, okay? And that's really the most important thing. Also for a growing business, you want an LLC because you can really start to track your, your money and your taxes and you can do write-offs on things. And mind you, you can do write-offs as a sole proprietor too. But as an LLC, well, you're probably going to get a lot more tax credit as a business, mm-hmm. right? So you get recognized as a, a separate entity. Mm-hmm. You can have an LLC that's Ramon Ortega LLC. It doesn't have to be a separate name. It can be whatever you want, as long as no one else is using it in that and um, like in a restaurant or in that um, area. And then you have this, the the C corp corporations. Corporations are much bigger, like, and oftentimes people use them as a a holding company for other LLCs. And, you know, that's, that's very common. If you're a tech startup, you generally have a corporation that's out of Delaware. There's a lot of, it's a long story why that happens, but it is. So those are like the basic formations from a legal standpoint. Mm -hmm. Start off with a sole proprietorship, see if you're going to make any money. And then maybe six months in, if you're like, oh, wait, I'm making, you know, a decent, if you're making more than 50% of your income from this business, then you should definitely start thinking about an LLC Mm -hmm. because then you can write off stuff. You can keep your, your money separate. There's a lot of things that you're going to want to do because it sounds like you're going to probably want to grow that business, Right. right? So banks only give loans to like an LLC, right? So that's the first, the second thing is also keeping the money straight. Right. Mm-hmm. We we know plenty <laughs> of people who are mixing commingling funds. Right. Right. So you have a business, you're getting 1099 income from a consultancy or a freelance work, and you're putting it into your bank account. And you're not necessarily claiming it, so this is another reason why the Oslo account On is your really personal helpful. Bank account, yeah, yeah you're personal. Mm-hmm. You're you're commingling right. your personal funds with your business right. funds. There's a lot of reasons why that's not good. One is you actually have zero idea how much you made and how much you've spent related right. to that particular mm-hmm. business. Got it. And if you don't understand your numbers, how much did it cost you to run your business, and how much did you actually make? Right. right. So all of your bills can be paid out of that or things that are related to your business could be paid out of that. So you actually know how much does it cost? Yes. Yeah. Right. Because I'll tell you, you don't even understand how much you underestimate how much it costs to run your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The second thing is taxes. So you're going to file a schedule C. That's what they call the business schedule for um, taxes. That'll be a lot easier to file once you've been able to have your money in a separate account, because then you can write off things like, oh, I went on that trip. I bought that computer. I bought that, um, you know, tax program. I'm using QuickBooks. I pay $10 a month for QuickBooks. That's a write off. Yeah. Right. And so if it's in that account, then you're going to be able to see it Um, in app invoicing or invoicing generally. So the third part of, of your business of running it and making it successful is getting paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and you'd be surprised. This is a huge issue for small businesses uh, and freelancers.
0: Oh my gosh, I have a girlfriend that has that problem. Yes. She's like, she's like, I haven't invoiced these people in like a month. And I'm like, What? Why? I don't understand. Like the, I think that's the first thing I do. Yeah. Invoice people. Get that's my right. money. Get your money, girl.
3: Get your money. <laughs> One, because you never know. So a couple of questions on that. You have to understand what their invoicing schedule is, right, or their payment schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. Big companies take 30 days to pay you. Or 60. Or 60. Mm-hmm. And that means you may not get paid for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Are you in their vendor? Like, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. So one of the things that's really important we're trying to solve for is to make sure that people are, pay- are getting paid on a regular basis right. because you have a lot of volatility in income especially as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that you want to solve for in your personal life as a business owner is to make sure you don't have that volatility. You want to know how much do you guys make every month mm-hmm. right and especially if you have a business that requires a lot of cash flow. Uh, cash flow like as a restaurant i mean you like if you don't have money coming in you can't buy food to like yeah make food yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like so all of those things are really important and then the third thing is that when you start to grow and scale which is super important latinas and women of color are starting businesses at like three to four times the rate of everyone else but they're small and they're not scaling almost like over like 50% are under a million dollars in revenue. So how do we fix that? We got to make sure our numbers are right. We got to make sure that our businesses are solid. And then we got to be able to show that we have the potential to grow. And right. one way you do that is have your bank account separate and say, hey, look, this is my revenue every month. So people can see, oh, look, they've been growing every month. Right. right? And so, th- and uh, any bank is going to ask for all of that information yeah. and they're going to expect, they're not going to look at your commingled funds. No. So they're going to require you to actually act like a true business if they're going to give you money. Yeah. It's
1: very important.
0: I 100% agree. One of the things that I um, – and I, I, I think it's time to get into this that I wanted you to share with everybody – that I'm sharing with everyone and why I was so excited to have you here was to talk about Aslo. Mm-hmm. So – uh, I know everyone who's, in, who's listening to the show is very familiar with you because you've been on the show like three times talking about money. Um, you recently started working with Asla. Well, not recently, but you've been working with Asla for some time. You told me about it. Honestly, to be honest, I did not pay much attention. attention. Um, it's cause,
3: oh, because you're jumping for joy over a business bank account. I know.
0: <laughs> right? Uh, we've been banking with another bank for a very long time, and I'm like, oh, what for? It's already there. Cut to me. And I'm talking about me, uh, myself. Uh, I needed to start my own LLC as Brescia. So I started kind of going through the process and I remembered, I was like, I'm, I have an online savings account and I love it. Um, I do it with Ali. Ali or Ally, Ali. Ally. 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 Okay. Um, but they don't offer business checking. Correct. So I went on because I know, I realized the, I don't know what it's called, like, how easy it is to have an online checking account as opposed to having like a regular one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opened my account with you, with you, with Aslo and with you. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. I mean, I as soon as I opened it, the feature that I love the most is the ability to invoice people. And you keep track of your invoices because I was so old school. I literally had like an Excel sheet yeah. with like different tabs <laughs> And that's where I knew, like, okay, these are the, the invoices I have open. I didn't even have QuickBooks for myself because I was like, for what? Like, it's just so much extra work. Just, it, you know, there's plus and minuses. And I think when you are running a business, the last thing you want to think about is accounting invoicing. So but it's when, the first thing you should be thinking but it's about. It's the first time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But um, again, I had it on an Excel sheet, you yeah. know. Keep it like I would just kind of have it like that, right? Um, and w- that's the feature that I really love the most. And I've been telling all my friends who have businesses right now, small businesses, medium businesses, you guys should really get on this Aslo because the ability to be able to just send an invoice and have that same app kind of keep track of what you're doing, number one, and have everything done from one from one space not going to like an invoice app and a checking app and like a paying app and Venmo, PayPal. There's like so many different, you know, there's so many different things that that's what I really liked it. And I'm so happy you're here to talk about it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think something you mentioned that's really important. um, And one of the reasons that I joined Oslo was that Um, there's, there's been a barrier for access to a business bank account because most people think, especially freelancers or, or early stage entrepreneurs, there's like, Oh, I'm not big enough yet.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, we don't want you to stay small, but you got to start somewhere. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and
3: I think that the, the act of opening the business bank account does do something for you internally around yes. like oh yes. this is for real like i'm actually going <laughs> to like do this thing and it's going to be called this and it's gonna i'm gonna have a, a debit card with my business, with my name, on business
0: name on it and i'm gonna apply for a credit card with my right. business name and then, on it, and then
3: i'm gonna show them that i have a checking account for this and i think all of that matters in taking not only yourself but your business seriously right, right. so one of the, so another thing that i think is important um when you're first starting, and I even did this with My Money, My Future, was that you took some money and said, okay, I'm investing $100, $1,000, if you have three, whatever it may be, I'm capitalizing my company I'm putting
0: it in this mm-hmm. business checking account. This
3: is and this is my first investment right. into mm-hmm. this company. So cause every company needs some money to start. Right. So
0: right. you need to
3: track that. That is what you call your capital investment into your company. It could just be a hundred dollars. Yeah. But that's what you're gonna start with. And anything that you pay for for your company is going to come out of that, and so what we've done. And look, and uh, anybody can tell you, like business banking is not like that exciting, but it's a. It is
0: when you start doing it.
3: It is <laughs> right because once you realize that there's a problem with how it's been done, you're excited about how it can be done. Like right. this
0: morning, I was talking. I stick talking to my trainer, and I was telling him. Oh, all- he's like, wait, wait a minute, it's free. I'm like, it's free, and you can do this, and you can do. I'm like, right, like you keep kind of in that mindset, and. One of the things that you mentioned, and I'm going to go kind of maybe backtrack a little bit, but uh, we are talking about write-offs and kind of keeping everything in order. And I think that organization is huge when you're running a business. Sure. And I I think one of the main things that people talk about and think about always when I talk about business is like, oh, but you can write things off, right? Mm -hmm. Or accountant, I think that one of the things I learned the most from my accountant is you have to understand you can either spend it and not pay taxes on it, or you can save it and, and pay taxes on t- it. Right, right <laughs> So right, right. that's sort of like the kind, and, and every time he told me that, that's sort of how he shaved, shifted my mind from like, oh, but it'll be a write off. Of course I'll buy and it. It's not free money. I'm like, well, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I tell people when they talk about write offs that way. I'm like, yeah, but the money's still going out. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Unless
3: it's bringing you something back, yeah. unless there's a return on the investment.
0: Right. Then, like, it's still
3: a, you, yeah. you're still spending it. Yeah, yeah you um, have to make you know, with tax write offs. The idea was that if you make a lot of money in revenue And just like your regular taxes, you want to bring your tax base down, Mm -hmm. right? That's We've talked about the 401k before. So you want to bring your tax base down. By putting
0: some money into a savings account that's not taxable.
3: Exactly. Like 401ks, that's what they do. IRA. Right. Well, some of them. IRA. Not the Roth ones, but the other ones, yes. So you want to make – I mean, and all of that is just like, I'm not going to pay Uncle Sam right now. Right, I'll pay him at some later date, kind of thing. The college, the five three nine. Right, you're saving for something else, and so it's the same thing with the tax write off. You make if you made ten thousand dollars in your business, so you're going to be generally taxed on that ten thousand dollars. But you're like, hey, government, it costs me legit thirty five hundred to run that business. I had to pay for rent. I had to pay for a computer. I had to rent the, the recording studio. I had to pay this other guy to do X, Y, and Z. So it costs you a legitimate amount of money. So what they're going to do is allow you to write that down. Mm-hmm. And so you really didn't earn, like that's not part of what you, like your revenue, because, well, right. oh, it's a revenue, I'm sorry, but it's not like your profit. Profit, right. profit. Right, so because they're concerned around taxing your profit. So that's all that does. Now, so if you make a ton of money, yeah, sure, you kind of want to bring that down. You want to make sure that legitimately you've written things off that you've actually spent for your business. That, but And there's a lot in that category. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, QuickBooks. Uh, if you met with someone who's like a business coach, you can, there's all kinds of things that and run into that. one thing our
0: accountant told me that I think it would be a really good tip for, for everyone starting a business from home. I know one of the things is like, you can write off your mortgage. And it's like, mm, be careful. 30%. Be you careful. can write off the amount but of space also, you use. Yeah, I know. But also be careful because someone sues you then they will be able to go after that part of Mm -hmm, your mm -hmm, house. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So be mm -hmm. careful at opening up your LLC to your home.
3: Sure, absolutely.
0: That's why I always tell people like... Absolutely. co
3: workspaces are great for that.
0: That's why, yeah. So I tell people like, yeah, you can, but if something happens, you just automatically set your home. Brought that into the business. You're bringing that into the business. That's right. That could be liable. If someone's trying to take something from you, then they're going to be like... What, what do you mean? That's not part of the business. You paid for it,
3: right? With sure, your business, sure.
0: so just like a little like side tip because I think that's one of the things our accountant told us and I was like
3: (gasps) no you should always reference an accountant and nowadays accountants Mm -hmm. there's a lot of freelance accountants that are doing great work you can go like on a Fiverr or one of these like other no like if you have a real like if your business is growing you're going to need a legit accountant but you can do a lot of them that do their freelancers I mean we within Oslo we have a ton of 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 accountants actually that work with us and they're always recommending it to their um, the businesses they work with I think a couple of things to mention with our with our product that are, are interesting and um, worth have values it, yes, it's free. Um, but it's also there's no minimums because that's a big mm. thing for a lot of yeah. small businesses okay. Most um, traditional business banks' going are going to require you to have like a five to a thousand dollar minimum, otherwise they charge you. Right. so we have a no minimum, which is nice. so it means you can start with your twenty dollars, your fifty dollars right whatever that means. Um, and then you can also start to connect all the digital applications that you already use. Right. So the sort of square stripe, you know, we're working on integrations all the time, whether that be like Shopify or QuickBooks. So we're bringing them in. We want it to be a one-stop shop for you to run your business within the app. And then in addition, what we're working on right now is also bringing resources to help you grow your business. Right. So things like workshops on negotiation, workshops on like creating a, a nonprofit. So we also are open to nonprofits. And then some of the things that we're we're doing specifically right now that we're excited about in terms of creating more opportunity is that we have resident alien onboarding. Right, so you can have de- various different visas without being a, a U.S. citizen, and you can most likely wow, get an account. That's cool. So opening that up to the, like the larger immigrant community, which we know are starting businesses also yep. at like mm-hmm. triple the rate of everyone right. else, right? And so that in and of itself is like a and big right. value. You have
0: international wiring for free.
3: So we have international wires that you can receive, Rece- but but we're also going to be doing some money transfer first, starting out with Mexico, which will be no fee. Oh, so that awesome. will be awesome. That's awesome. Like, so if you have a business based in the US and you have a vendor in Mexico first, and then later it's going to be international, we are going to charge, a, there's not going to be a fee for, per se, but you'll have uh, like some FX charge, but that's huge. Because normally it's like a $35 yeah. flat fee plus the FX and charge. And the international charge. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: I have a question for you. I know, you know, this is like super exciting um, but what do you say to the people that are, like, very intimidated by going online as opposed to, like, a brick-and-mortar place where I can just walk in, talk to somebody, uh, you know, physically be and see the place and be like, okay, this is where I'm putting my money. You know, now it's sure, it's it legit, like, people are like, well, but, like, is it, like... Is it legit? Know, is like, <laughs> sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
3: you no, know? absolutely. I mean, anything. That's an absolutely valid question. So, one is we are our we partnered with BBVA, which is one is like the sixth oh. largest mm-hmm. bank in the world. So they're out, they're out of Madrid, and so their thought was, hey. We really want to we want to tap this growing market in the US and we don't see many small business banks doing reaching out to these communities, right. To freelancers, et cetera, et cetera. And we can do that through a digital footprint, a footprint. So having easy onboarding. I mean, you can onboard if you're a sole proprietor, probably like in five minutes.
0: When you say onboard, you mean sign up.
3: You can sign up, exactly. You can in open an account. Five
0: minutes. Yeah, if you were... It a, took me five minutes. Yeah, if yeah, you're a sole proprietor, great. Right. <laughs> Good so luck So that to the saves bank. you
3: time. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to go to a bank and stand in line. Yeah, yeah. I, no, nobody got time for that, <laughs> right? And we have customer support. And we have customer support in Spanish. And so, like, the, you know, w- we have a lot of what a traditional bank has. And, and again, we are... FDIC insured through our partner, so BBVA is a, a strong bank. We have backing up two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's a, and that's all federal banks. So right. you know you have all the same protections. And what I think also you have. Oh, sorry. I think also
1: like um, I just want to like put it out there that. There is a lot of online banking going on right oh, absolutely. now. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's where we're the whole going. Thing, yeah. That's the, where we're
3: moving. Exactly.
1: That's where everything like, is. Even if you think about point. it, <laughs> if you really think about it, all the traditional, quote unquote, traditional banks are moving online. That's what they're I mean. putting apps. But they're apps, doing they're such deb- a
0: like, slow job. Yeah, there are.
1: It. So, you know, I, I know that people sometimes feel like, you know, if I would tell my dad something like that, he'd be like, but what do you mean? You know, but, I, you know, it's just like that's where we're going. That's where we're moving. And it's somewhere, and it's something that we should all get on board because we're gonna get
3: on board anyway at some point everybody Right. And it's happening. And look, I mean, we're very aware that we're not going to get everyone. We're not even going to go after the more like solid traditional businesses um, because it, and, it's, and if you're like cash based, for example, that's going to be a harder mm-hmm. move for us to yeah. do. Right. Um, so there's always going to be a role for those more traditional community banks. I mean, you know, there's credit unions. There's lots of reasons for those very much more traditional right. in community banks. Um, but I think nowadays you're seeing a lot more people with multiple bank accounts, too. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have yeah. like at least three. I've mm-hmm. like so like and that's OK for for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we think of ourselves as that um, alternative or in addition to. So if you have like you said, I mean, you have a traditional bank account with other businesses for your other pieces of your business and then you brought on this I have five different accounts right and so like that's I think that's becoming the norm too Mm -hmm. and so we're going to play in that market and then what we want to be able to do is say hey we're going to also reach out and connect with people in communities to let you know that we're here right Right? and that's exactly what we're doing here that's what we're doing with the black and brown founders we're doing that with a number of different groups to say hey we want to make sure that we're reaching people and, and meeting them where they are
0: amazing well let's take a break and then we come back we'll talk about the super mama pick and tip of the week and I know you have a
3: really great one I'll be right
1: back hey super mamas Falina and Brisa here we just want to remind you to rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes Stitcher follow us on Spotify SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast.
0: also have you seen us rocking our super mama swag well, we want you to join in. Use promo code SMPodcast at checkout on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off your next order. Again, that's code SMPodcast on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off. Okay, now back to the show. And we're back. Back. Ramona, what's your pick <laughs> or tip
3: of the week? Tip of the week. Every I want everyone who's thinking about what they want to do. So they got a passion project. They're like, they have an idea. I want you to write down on paper how you're going to turn your passion into profit. Mm-hmm. And I want you to write that mission statement down. And I want you to like figure out how, what the next steps are you're going to take to go for it. Don't be afraid of failure always trying is going to get you to the next step and i want you to yes. follow oslo now um, at twitter that's oslo underscore now and we are going to be launching a number of different tools um, for people to start their business and so there's some bonuses in there if you Yay. follow us over
0: the next couple of weeks oh thank you thank and you And what, what are you loving right now what are you watching what's your favorite show what are you reading tell me oh my god what, what are you reading do. i want to know you what are you listening to
3: Okay. So what am I reading? Well, I'm always reading Nassim Tlaib, um, who wrote The Black Swan, and he mm-hmm. has um, a book called Anti-Fragile. And I think it's actually really important in this context is that you have to take risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to take small risks that help to like build your resilience. Oh, and so that. that's really important. Um, and so, I mean, I literally take that book and I just read it like a couple pages at a time. Um, and what anti-fragile? Yeah, it's anti-fragile. That's what I need right now. I yeah, need to you can fragile. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to break, right? That's so, how true. do you make yourself strong? That's and it true. doesn't have to be in big steps. They can be incremental. Um, the uh, what do I? What am I watching? And watch a lot of Netflix. I'm, I'm finishing Netflix. up Dexter. I know. <laughs>
1: there you go everybody it. needs a break
3: <laughs> I know
1: my tip is gonna be Balloon. a Netflix show too and uh, a friend of mine well, a friend of Brícia, who's my friend also recommended this all my friends are
0: everyone's friends yeah. they're family friends <laughs> a family friend a family friend, family friend. Um, She is a family friend of yeah she's, she's a friend. totally she's a family from. friend she recommended She's this got show. She's with dad. She's a family friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which
3: we're um, about
1: to do. <laughs> <laughs> she um she recommended this show on Netflix. It's called Um La Casa de las Flores. And um I was so excited to watch it and I went home and I watched it. And it's the comeback of Veronica Castro. Yes. Yeah La Casa de las Flores. It's so fun. I love it because it's totally my thing, Mexican, um, you know, serious, but it all talks a lot, of, uh, it talks about a lot of issues, taboo issues within the community. Mm. It talks about like, um, bisexuality, you know, um, it talks about, Secrets. it talks about like the role of like each family member and it's funny and I just love it. I watched like five episodes in a row that day and, um, you guys now should totally watch it. Watch. I know. Now I'm like, oh, I gotta do like that. Well, it actually has <laughs> subtitles and it, it's so, it, it, it's so funny and it's, you know, it's the, the new wave of, Latino shows are happening uh, within yes. the news network. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's kind of like um, Club de Cuervos, but it's like, I, I'm just really loving these productions. It's the, yes, we'll see, Yes, yes.
3: Well, Netflix is understanding the next demographic. Yes, yes. This it's is what dope.
1: I'm about. Yeah, and one of the girls has like an actual like African-American boyfriend that she takes back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the funniest thing because she's like, mira, no trae ni zapatos. Because he's always wearing tennis shoes. And the mom is like, no trae ni zapatos. <laughs> she's like, that is such a Mexican mom thing to do when you're in Mexico. It's so funny. You guys should totally watch I it. I love it. I need America to. And Cla- Veronica Castro is back. Awesome. She's back. Awesome. Brisia?
0: Uh, Rosa Ro- Salvaje. Rosa Salvaje.
3: yo. What's
0: your tip? I, my my <laughs> pick is going to be this podcast episode um, from this podcast I just found. Which is, it's called The School of Greatness with Luis House. Hmm. And he had this podcast with um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I'm going to link it on the show no, com. I heard it. I shared it on my I, Insta stories. It just blew my mind. I was kind of like, "Oh my god!" Like, what is it about? I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know I, what I, it's well, about. <laughs> I don't even know how to know. No, I said, I don't even know how to really put it in my own words, mm. but I'm going to try. Dr. Joe Dispenza has studied. Quantum theory, I know it sounds mm-hmm. really fancy, um, and has studied a different realm that we go to once we tap into our subconscious mind, mm-hmm. and has really figured out the energy that our heart and brain can, our heart can actually put out into the world in frequencies, and has actually like
3: tested this. tested
0: it in a uh, in a scientific form. Uh has tested over 6,000 hearts and over 800 brains and has seen how people have healed themselves using their mind. Now, towards the end of the episode, it gets a little too, almost like, almost like it can like kind of make you turn it off because it's like, there was this woman who was blind and she could see again. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) There was this man in stage four cancer who walked out walking, one of those, right? right, right? Which could be put off. But you start thinking about like, well, if it's, is this really happening in the world? No, he's like, mm-hmm. my mission is to go to a children's hospital and just energy heal all these kids who have cancer, right? And I'm like, you know, hey man, good for you. You have a great, <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah, that's right.
3: Well, there is there's uh, something to be said. Yeah, about there is energy, just, right? uh, energy,
0: but there's so many gems that he drops in the beginning of the episode mm. that make you really question the way you speak to yourself, the way you speak to others, the way that. One of the things is that, that really resonated with me was a lot of the times we, our memory predicts our future. And Ooh. we get stuck Ooh. in our past memories that then you have a predictable future. Mm. But when you stop that, <laughs> And you start living in the real... And everyone talks about the present. Everyone talks about being present. And it's like a yeah. fad. And everyone talks about it. But it's not about that. It's not about like, this is... I'm here and I can feel this. It's about not thinking about your past thoughts. It's about creating literally a mm. new future for yourself and breaking those, yes. those things that you've had in your life. Which is harder. Of course, that's where the work comes in. Right. But he talks about if you do that constantly... Every single day, you will cure yourself of disease because it is our, it's our—it's those thoughts that are creating diseases in your body. Right. He talks about how some thoughts that you have, like how... Negative thoughts can actually crystallize water in a negative way. They've tested it, mm. but positive thoughts can make beautiful crystals like snowflakes. Uh-huh. And if we think about how we, our bodies are seventy five percent water, what it's doing to our metaphysics when we're actually having great thoughts, not just towards us but towards people. No,
3: that's really it's amazing. such an
0: incredible episode that made me think about so many things, and that's where I heard the 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 quote of. When people are living in survival, they cannot even imagine a future. Right. And another thing he said, another quote he said that I was like, I mean, he, there's so many great quotes, but one of the things he said Instagram. was. Instagram. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I gotta I know, check them out. Another thing he said was like, in this era of technology and this era of information, ignorance is a choice. Mm. So you, right? That's, wow. Yeah, that's deep. And I'm like, it's so true. It's your choice. Like, you are where you are because you choose to you have the ability to go and search for answers. Sure. So it was such a eye-opener for me and mm. I loved, I mean, I it was a great episode. and I, I'm going to look in the show notes yeah. and I think it's great.
3: Knowledge is free.
0: Mm-hmm. Knowledge is free. Knowledge is power. Google it, loca. <laughs> <laughs> Google it, loca. Thank you so much <laughs> for being you. here. You're always a pleasure. Amazing um, we'll be so back. Let's keep drinking and celebrate life. Woohoo! <laughs> Hey sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on supermamas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter, also at underscore supermamas, and in the face at Supermamas Podcast.
1: Also, stay tuned for next week's episode where we will have Rudy Valdez and Cindy Shank from the HBO documentary The Sentence. We will get to hear more about how this documentary came to be and how it has impacted Cindy's life as well as her girls and her whole family. Don't forget to catch the documentary this October 15th at 8 pm on HBO. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Super Mama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Calling to our hotline. and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and And see see you you next week. week. Supermamas.
0: Supermamas!